Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum combined for 74 points. But there's other key reasons why the Pelicans got the win. It's game one of a long season, but seriously, did the Pelicans just put the league on notice after dismantling the Nets 130-108? It's a victorious episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. Oh boy, that was a fun one as the Pelicans get the win, 130-108 over the Brooklyn Nets. It's a fun opening night. We haven't had something like that that. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, completely free, breaking down all the games, the biggest storylines. This game is going to go over two days. We're not going to be able to get into everything I want to in today's show. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Number one thing you can do, comment on YouTube to help support the show. We don't ask for any money. Just support it with a comment on YouTube. It takes five seconds. Let me know. Do you think the Pelicans put the league on notice after that just dismantling of the Brooklyn Nets? So we're going to start off with Zion Williamson because that's the biggest story. We'll get into CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram in the next segment and then rebounding and attacking the paint, particularly with Jonas Valanciunas in the third, because that's also a big reason why the Pelicans got the win and a big advantage they're going to have in almost every single matchup this season and something they need to take advantage of. Tomorrow, we'll get into Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, the rotation too, just too much to cover. So it's been 533 days since Zion Williamson played a regular season basketball game. And he was straight up good. I don't actually want to say he was dominant in this one because he wasn't. 25 points on 22 shots is not great for him. But he didn't really get a lot of help from the refs. Only went to the line four times, which is low for him. Clearly, the refs are letting him work back into his state of play in some capacity. But if you want to know someone who did think he was awesome and dominant, you should ask Ben Simmons, who fouled out with nine minutes left to play in this one. The Brooklyn Nets left him guarding Zion one-on-one for a very long time, and he just kept roasting the all defensive player here. And I know Ben Simmons has been out for a very long time, missing all of last season too, but to see him just score at will against a guy with insane length, something that has normally bothered Zion Williamson, was really impressive to see. And once he starts getting a good whistle from the refs, and he was fighting through a lot of contact, there were a couple of times where I thought he was fouled, he thought he was fouled too. And when he starts getting those calls, he's going to be going to the line eight plus times you know, a game. And when he does that, that efficiency, which is already not bad with 25 on 22, is going to shoot through the roof. What was so much fun about this was one, to see him in space with Brandon Ingram and CJ out there, all the weapons out there on the court. You saw how terrifying this offense could be, and we'll get into B.I. and CJ in the next segment. But the way Willie Green used Zion is almost like unfair. He was the first sub out along with CJ. 
They were the first two subs out. They subbed in other guys. In this case, it was Trey Murphy and Jose Alvarado. And they let those guys play with B.I. And B.I. anchored that unit for a little bit. And then B.I. did. Spoiler alert. And then once the Nets took Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out of the game, they popped Zion Williamson and C.J. back in and let that lineup just go scorched earth against the Nets' second unit. What is any... What is any bench squad, bench mob, even with a starter or two out, they're going to do against Zion Williamson. There's not a whole lot. And again, it's one out of 82 games, a long season, but to get off to a big start like this with now the Pelicans legitimately looking for a chance to go 3-0, and I think is really big. For a team that's gotten off to horrible starts, horrible, and that's putting it mildly, right? Getting off to horrible starts to be able to come out and play like this, sending a message and skyrocketing their own confidence, Oh man, that's really, really good. And you saw some things that need to get worked on, but Zion looking like he did, just being back, not even having the best game that he could, is only going to make this team just better as the season goes on. He was active on the glass too. This was something, and we'll get into in the third segment, where they were really good, particularly offensive rebounding. You saw that second jump from him, but he was more active on the defensive glass than we're often used to seeing from him. Really trying to turn defense into offense. You saw a couple of times he would get the board and just go up court to try and create some early offense. Or someone else would, and he was already flying up the court to try and get in a fast break cut or something along those lines to be able to get to the rim and score very easily. And then when they did play in the half court, his post-up game and that back-to-the-basket game is great. And you have multiple guys on the team now that are capable of making solid entry passes to him. How long have we wanted a player that could do that for, you know, for Anthony Davis first and now Zion? But Zion's able to really seal his man off, use his strength and his size to create a little bit of a lane for a pass. And then you have someone who can get the ball in there. And then Zion just does that quick spin around the dude and goes to the rim. And you saw it at times, five guys, four guys all around him trying to slow him down. And it didn't work. Still scored 21 points in the paint in this one. He's that dominant of a player, and he reminded the league about that in last night's game. The Brooklyn Nets have a ton of talent, particularly on the top end with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And the Pelicans just whipped them. Like there's, there's no other way to put it that they just destroyed this team in incredible fashion. Zion being the linchpin of the offense like we thought he would. Didn't really look like he's been out for 533 days. Great to see him back. Also active with his arms on the defensive side of the ball. Four steals in this one. Some of those, it's just, you know, the ball gets not loose down low and he grabs it and goes. But the fact that he's able and trying to make plays like that, you saw the Pelicans' length defensively start to kind of bother the Nets outside of Kevin Durant, you know, in this one. Kyrie Irving did not shoot well whatsoever. Six of 19 from the field here for just 15 points. This is what you've wanted to see. Three assists for Zion, two, moving the ball when he needed to, including two really, really nice dimes. Yeah, Zion's back. This Pelicans offense looked good, and we haven't even touched on C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and what they did so well. So they're coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. So you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued 
source for all your sports wagering information. You want live in-game betting when the Pelicans started to pull away and you knew they were going to keep going? You can get that live line in there and really use your knowledge of the team to your advantage. You want to still get in on the Zion Williamson for MVP train or maybe Brandon Ingram too or Trey Murphy for most improved or sixth man of the year. You can get all of the futures over at betonline.net as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team completely free. No one else is coming to you like this. And now for your second listen, Game to Game NBA. It's on our Locked On NBA channel. I did a one-minute video. It's on a YouTube short here about the game. All of our hosts do that. They all get compiled into one show. So if you didn't want to watch the 15 games that happened last night, you're going to hear from every host of every show on a team that played that night, and they're going to give you their take on the game. So there's me, then there's the Nets guys giving their one minute take, then they move on to the next game. It's a great way just to recap everything going on around the association. Follow Game to Game on the Locked On NBA channel available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we went over Zion. And that could, I could have done the whole show right there. I could have done the whole show on that. Zion looked that good. If you're a Pelicans fan, whether you're new or you have been following me and this team for a long time and been through some stuff, enjoy yourself. It's one out of 82 games. Keep that in perspective. But y'all have been through a lot. You deserve the happiness and like the feeling of euphoria that came from the 130-108 win over the Brooklyn Nets. So let's get into the other two of the big three, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. I did a show last week saying Brandon Ingram is like a secret MVP candidate here. And some people laughed at me. Y'all still feel the same way here? Brandon Ingram in this one, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Absolutely dominant in this game. Scoring at all three levels. From three, where he was 2 of 4. Mid-range, where he's an absolute assassin. And down low at the rim. Got to the line nine times. Made some of his free throws. We knew that he was going to be a point forward, point guard for this team too. Dishing five assists, including some incredible ones. On dribble drives, going to the rim. Kick out passes. One in the air, diagonally across for an open three-point shooter. He was outstanding leading scorer in this game for the team and deservedly so. You saw B.I. just be B.I. And at times, his game very much looks like Kevin Durant's. And Durant was also dominant in this one. 32 points, including 21 at halftime. And you saw a couple moments, not to get you too excited, a couple of moments where Brandon Ingram out Kevin Durant did Kevin Durant, including hitting that kind of step back mid-range jumper after he shook Kevin Durant right over Kevin Durant. That's Kevin Durant's move. And he did it right over the guy. He looked like Kevin Durant in this one. And any comparison you make to KD is an incredible one because he's a top five basketball player, arguably all time in terms of just pure talent. And B.I. looking like that, facilitating the offense, carrying enough on defense to get his arms in the way and to do some things, including grab seven defensive rebounds so that this team could get and go. And we'll talk more about the defense tomorrow too, but don't forget defensive rebounding is defense as well and ending possessions, which can be really important because look, the Brooklyn Nets wish they had more defensive rebounds in this one than they actually did because the Pelicans grabbed 21 offensive boards, giving them multiple other scoring 
chances. They had, I lost where the second chance points were, but it was an incredible number and I'll find it later and that's fine. But I believe it was in the 30s for this team, which is just incredible to be able to see just all facets of the game they were really good and Brandon Ingram being that type of score you saw when he's out there with Zion it forces defenses to make a choice you're going to double one you're going to leave one one one-on-one and at times they were leaving Zion Williamson one-on-one because they kept Kevin Durant on Brandon Ingram and Zion cooked And then when they started doubling Zion, you saw Brandon Ingram get going, particularly in the third quarter where he was excellent. In that quarter, he had 12 points. And once he started getting some space with the attention paid to Zion, he was going. And then what was great was the same sub pattern as that first quarter. You sub Zion and CJ out. Except when they did that this time, B.I. had been cooking a little bit and was really in a groove in feeling himself and was able to carry that momentum forward. I didn't love all the rotations that Willie Green did in this game. I thought at times you saw maybe too much Najee Marshall among some other players. And again, we'll touch on that tomorrow. But what he did in staggering and using Zion and CJ together and pull them off, leaving BI out there and then making that line change of BI comes out, Zion and CJ come in was perfect. In this game, and there's a reason why the net starters, in terms of plus minus, individual plus minus, are just all horrible. You have Kevin Durant minus 23. You have Kyrie Irving minus 18. Ben Simmons was minus 26 in this. And that definitely tells the story of what was going on. And so in that third quarter, BI's cooking, and then they sub Zion and CJ back in, and Zion just goes for 11 in the third period. And during all of this, CJ McCollum is kind of the forgotten man. Not really going out and scoring a ton, not always the best shooting that you saw from him. He was 7 of 16 from the field, just 3 of 9 from deep. But those three three-pointers he made were big. More importantly, he did what he needed to do, which was run the offense, keep the ball moving, be an outlet for guys. We talked on Monday about this. I said, are you worried about CJ McCollum? Because I've seen a lot of tweets of people being concerned about his not amazing shooting in preseason. And I said, look, as long as he's making his threes and dishing assists, we're, we're good here. Six assists on the night for him, three made threes. I don't know if you really need more than that. And then the game started to open up And he managed to get downhill, got to the line, finished with 21 points. One of the big questions we asked at the beginning of the season, Josh Lloyd asked me this on Locked on NBA. Can all three of these guys get above 20? And I said, I do think they can because CJ is going to be able to take a lot of wide open threes. He didn't shoot it particularly well in this one, but if he hits two more threes and goes five of nine, which he won't do every game, but is conceivable, right? He would have finished at that point with 27 points. That's a great performance. 21 for him being the third wheel here is outstanding. You saw what he did on that one pass from Valanchunas where he got, it was a sideline pick and roll on the right side, right at about the break. You saw him get the ball to Jonas who got down low into post position. He started to curl away from Jonas to the left side. Jonas needed an outlet after they doubled him and he smartly kind of rotates back over, gets level with the ball, basically right at the break of the three-point line after being at the top of the three-point line. Jonas makes an easy pass to him and he just drains the three. That off-ball movement from him something that was a theme for all of New Orleans. And I want to talk about that tomorrow with Trey Murphy and Herb Jones. This this is how crazy 
last night was that Herb Jones blocked a Kevin Durant three-point attempt, which is insane to me. And that's not it's 16 minutes into the show before we even mention that. That's how well things went for New Orleans in this one. Again, if you're a fan, be excited. Enjoy this. Keep it in perspective, but certainly you deserve to enjoy this one a good bit. So CJ providing that off-ball movement, nailing threes, keeping the ball going, so needed. This big three is why I've been saying they should be a top five offense in the league, if not the best in the league. They looked that good in the win over the Brooklyn Nets. But there was one real key area, and I've touched on it a little bit here, rebounding and points in the paint. And Jonas Valanciunas comes to mind in this, among with a couple of other guys too. I want to touch on this because this is something that should be a strength of the Pelicans all season long. And something they need to be doing in almost every single game. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. This is the 1319th show of Locked on Pelicans, episode of Locked on Pelicans. No one else is coming to you like that. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show because this is going to be a fun Pelicans team. And number one thing you can do to support the show Comment down below on YouTube. That's simple. Take five seconds out of your day. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now, for your second listen, Lockdown NBA was there on there yesterday on Wednesday. The NBA season is here, and our local experts and insiders have you covered on and off court for all of the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Pelicans, just again, strong win, 130-108 over the Brooklyn Nets there's not enough you can say about how well they played in this. Again, against a good team. Ben Simmons isn't a joke of a player, even though we were laughing at him all night. Kevin Durant is excellent. Kyrie Irving is still very, very good. And there's some depth. And yes, this team was missing TJ Warren, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. But they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they slowed this team down tremendously. And one of the areas they did it was in terms of battling on the glass, the uh, the, the rebounding battle. New Orleans won this one running away. 61 rebounds for the Pelicans compared to 39 for the Brooklyn Nets. At one point, the Pelicans were rebounding 50% of all of their misses. That is an insane thing. It ended up being about a quarter, by the way is what it came close to. They took 102 shots and they had 21 offensive rebounds. They missed 52 shots. 21 of those were offensive rebounds. It's about a quarter of all of their missed shots, a fifth of or a fifth of all of their shots total. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. And it wasn't one person that was just doing this. It wasn't just Zion and that incredible second jump. It wasn't just Herb Jones who had three or Trey Murphy who had four or Larry Nance Jr. with three. You also had Jonas Valanciunas with six. He finished with 13 rebounds on the night, 15 points, second highest plus minus of any player on this team. He is just as solid of a center as they come and is, and I hate to use this because I think it's overused, underrated completely underrated. He was a threat in the paint all night long, worked incredibly well next to Zion Williamson. And while he's not an like, amazing rim protector, he's a better defender, as we talked about in yesterday's show, than people give him credit for. And his rebounding, particularly defensive rebounding, is such a strong advantage for New Orleans. You end possessions when you get a defensive rebound off of a missed shot. Certainly, the Brooklyn Nets would not like, to, did not want to give up 21 offensive boards. If you have guys that can do that and guys that can defensive rebound, you need to be crashing the glass all the time. 
Those second chance opportunities when you're playing fast and getting so many shots, those are even more points for you in the long run and are only going to elevate your offense. To be able to go and get those boards should be something New Orleans is doing. No one's going to be able to hang with a front court in the length of Brandon Ingram, Zion, Jonas, and Herb Jones. All four of those guys, all four of those guys can play power forward or center in some capacity for the most part if you need them to. Except that's four of them and they're all out there at the same time. There's a lot of length there. There's a lot of rebounding prowess. This is something that New Orleans should absolutely look to dominate all season long, going after the offensive class. But more importantly, when you force misses with the length that this team has, being able from multiple positions to get the defense aboard, let a guy like Jonas box out if you need to and let Trey come in and grab a defensive rebound. That's useful. He had five. He finished with nine boards on the night. That's exactly what you want to see from this team, playing to their strength. They had over 30 second-chance opportunities in this one, or second-chance points. That is a very strong number. Second-chance points. They had 36, 36, compared to just four for the Brooklyn Nets. You want to know the difference in the game right there? Ending those possessions for the Nets. They missed a shot, should have taken a better one, because you're not going to be able to get that anymore. That possession's done, now New Orleans has the ball, and when you score 62 points in the paint, which is a flip side of that, right? You're going to grab 21 offensive rebounds, you're likely just going back up and putting them in for the most part. 62 points in the paint. When you have guys that can score on all three levels in Brandon Ingram, two dominant front court players in Zion and Valanciunas, and then you have guys that work really, really well off the ball, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Larry Nance Jr., all of them really contributed to this win. These are two areas that I expect to see New Orleans winning in the box score almost every single night. On the glass and points in the paint. Points in the paint can simply be Zion. There's an incredible stat that Andrew Lopez of ESPN tweeted out during this. And I got to find it and pull it up here. And I'm going to try and spin the wheels as I try and pull it up. This was Zion's 86th game in the NBA. I believe this was his 45th game when he is scoring over 20 points in the paint. 45th game in his career when he scored at least 20 points in the paint. Despite the games that he's missed, that's second most in the league right behind... Giannis, that's how dominant he is inside. That opens things up. A bunch of little easy dump-offs to Valanciunas down low. He was always in position because they commit two guys to Zion to kind of be in the dunker spot and even just simply get that put back. Valanciunas might not get it in terms of points per game every single night, but he's playing a very key role on this team. Rebounding, points in the paint, he's going to be able to do it all season. So should New Orleans. So, oh, fuck. Fun, fun win. Enjoy this one, Pelicans fans. Again, keep it in perspective. One out of 82 games. It's a long season. They're not all going to look like this. But this team made a statement. They got off to the fast start that we wanted to see from them. They're looking 3-0 in the face right now, I think. They got a game Friday against Charlotte. Home opener Sunday against the uh, Utah Jazz. Hi, Rod Boone and David Locke. Thank you guys for listening. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. Well, more in tomorrow's show. I want to look at Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, the defense, the rotations in general. Whole lot more to cover from this one game. We don't have enough time to do it in today's show. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, subscribe to the show, comment on YouTube, share it with your people, your friends. It's going to be a fun Pelicans year. Get them clued in. We're here Monday through Friday completely free. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.